game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Nugent Hopkins to dry subtle, swings it over to McDavid, heading for the net, short side, score! One minute gone by in the second period, Rick Tockett takes a walk down the bench to talk to one of his assistants, I'm sure, about maybe getting Aiden Hill's helmet on rather than a baseball cap. McDavid, his 26th on the power play, 4-0, Oilers! Well, the Oilers making their shots count early in this one. They score five goals on their first 10 shots of the game in the first 25 minutes on the way to a 7-3 win over the Arizona Coyotes this afternoon. Riley Shan gets four points, a goal and three assists, the first four-point game of his NHL career. Josh Archibald has three points, a couple of goals for Connor McDavid. He is now up to 27 on the season, and the Oilers at the moment are in first place in the Pacific Division once all the tiebreakers are applied. Still some games to be decided tonight. Thanks a lot for tuning in this afternoon. 4.06 in Studio 99 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. You're listening to Overtime Open Line courtesy of Heartland Ford. Well, Rob Archibald got it going with a shorthanded goal. 3.56 into the first period and... I mean, I mean, really, that first period, the first 25 minutes, that's what decided the game tonight. It did. The Oilers came out. They played well. They created their opportunities, and they're playing against a goaltender who hadn't played in a while, and they tested him early and often, and uh, Ranta wasn't up for the test. Uh, I honestly believe if Ranta hasn't coming, wasn't coming back from injury that he would have been pulled after the first period. I think, you know, okay, he's a guy that we need to get going, so we're going to give him some more, some more looks here in the second period. But in all honesty, goaltending let down the Arizona Coyotes today. It, it wasn't good. Uh, probably three goals that shouldn't have been scored. But give the Oilers credit. They knew that they had a goaltender in there. It might be a little rusty. They tested him often. Uh, but and, and, and we go back a couple of years. Todd McCullen used to talk about there's certain moments in the game uh, that dictate how the game is going to go. There's four or five big moments. Well, the big moment tonight was they right at the very beginning. Archibald scores a shorthanded goal. If Arizona scores on the power play, they go up one nothing. This is a completely different hockey game. Instead, the penalty killers do what they've been doing all year long. They shut down the, the offensive weapons of Arizona, and then they get the shorthanded goal, and Archibald looked incredibly confident on that breakaway, and that set the tone for the hockey game as the Edmonton Oilers just rolled. So the Japanese Village goal light is on on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Whenever Edmonton scores five or more in a game, we turn that on. You can print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village. Triple-A steak, succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your senses at Japanese Village. You must have loved, you must have loved Rick Tockett pulling the goalie with five minutes left in the game. <laughs> Sending a message? Uh, well, oh, you, oh you sorry. Like, oh, that, like oh, pulling to open the net. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, yeah, for the yes. extra attacker. Oh, for sure I, I, I do. Um, I, I used to love it too when I was on the other team and they did that. You're like, hey, going to get a free free plus here, maybe a goal. It, it, but to me, what, to me, what Rick Tockett's doing there, it, again, it's a different kind of message. He's telling this team that I still believe we can come back in this hockey game. And I like that. Uh, you know, if you're a coaching staff and, you know, things hadn't gone completely how they wanted to tonight, but Arizona didn't play horrible. The shots were fairly close. The goaltending just let them down. But, yeah, pull your goalie, see what could happen. This is a team that, and I mean, Rick Tockett and 
players around the league, they watch what goes on each and every night. This is a team, the Oilers, that gave up a 6-0 lead uh, and made it 6-5 not too long ago. So uh, go out there, pull your goalie, give your team a chance. And unfortunately for Rick and the Arizona Coyotes, it didn't work out the way they had hoped. All right, so 7-3, the Oilers win it. There was this nine-game section between Christmas and the bye week. Pretty good little segment here for the Oilers. They go 6-2-1. and one. The only two regulation losses were to Calgary. And actually, in the eight games since Yamamoto's come up, they've gone 6-1-1. One and, one. and we've also seen a huge bounce back for Mike Smith, who was pretty solid today. Right to the I mean, he made a couple really good saves in the last 20 seconds that were a one- or a two-goal game. We'd probably be talking about a lot more. But Smith, all of a sudden, Rob, has won his last five starts. And I know we're looking a week and a half ahead of time, but I would expect he's the goaltender on the oh, 29th I, against the Flames. I, I don't think there's any doubt that he'll be the goaltender. And, and it's funny that... And this is how... Uh, strange seasons go. I mean, three, three and a half weeks ago, we're fielding calls about how the Oilers have to go find a backup goaltender that they can't go on with Smith as a back as their backup. Koskinen's got to play every game to the point now where, I mean, when are we going to see Koskinen again? Mike Smith's riding uh, this hot streak and the, the Oilers have to continue to go with the hot hand. Uh, I, I think that it's a, a really good lesson for anybody that is a fan of any sport or any team that there are good and bad stretches of every season and don't write players off too quickly. There's a reason these players are at this level is because they've been able to overcome adversity and Mike Smith has shown that this year. Uh, yes, he will be the goalie against the Calgary Flames when these two, when those two teams play coming out of the break. Mike Smith's recent play is our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. Yamamoto gets his third of the season, kind of a, a funny one. He's, he's digging around the net, gets a shot away, pucks loose, and Ranta actually shoved it the last couple inches over the line trying to grab it with his blocker. But uh, again, he's, he's around the play, and, and as explosive as McDavid is, and he can create offense out of nowhere. Well, I, I think five on five, that dry slide of line has been their it's most been their reliable best line. line. Yes, I absolutely agree with you. Um, what you like about Yamamoto, there were... The naysayers with Yamamoto was, were about his size. You know, is, is he going to be able to play at this level with the size he had? Uh, is he going to be able to compete against the bigger players? What we've seen out of Yamamoto, and I, I didn't look at the stats tonight, but half the games that he has played in, at least half the game, he's been either first or second on the team in hits. He's credited with two hits tonight. A couple yeah. guys had four, a couple guys had three. So, but he's, he's throwing his body around. And then the, the goal he scored, now I know it was a little fluky, the way it went in, but he's standing in the middle of the blue paint. Like, he's around the puck. He's not a perimeter player. Uh, he's a guy that understands that, you know, my, my stature may not have me hulking around the front of the net, but if I want to score goals, that's where I'm going to do it. He's, he's not going to score with a, with a wrist shot from 30 feet out. Uh, we've yet to see that dimension of his game. Where we do see him is when he gets in tight. He's got quick hands. He's around the net. He's, he's hunting down rebounds. He's hunting down uh, loose pucks. And, and when you're playing with two incredibly talented players like Leon and Nuge, there's going to be opportunities. There's going to be garbage to clean up. Uh, he's not your prototypical garbage-collecting goal scorer at, at five foot six, but he's a guy that has a nose for the net. So uh, everything you've seen about him, and we, before when he was up, before the, he wasn't getting the offensive production. But everybody talked about how the little things he did right, 
and I think he's even uh, improved on those. So he's not a defensive liability. And I, as a young player coming up, there's a lot of times when, okay, it's an important face-off in your own zone. Okay, it's the last three minutes of a period. You would see that player sitting on the bench. It's the opposite here. Dave Tippett has total trust in Yamamoto, and he's out in those big moments. Oilers win 7-3 over Arizona. So at the moment... The Oilers are first in the Pacific Division. We'll check the scoreboard quickly here for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. The Flames, unless something miraculous happens, are going to lose. Seven minutes to go in Ottawa, and the Senators are up 4-0. Kachuk, the other one, has scored his 15th of the season for the Senators. Also, the Avalanche knock off the Blues 7-3. Earlier, Ovechkin gets a hat trick as the Capitals beat the Islanders 6-4. That game in the Islanders were winning 4-1 going into the third period. Washington scores six in the third period. And uh, this is a stat that I, I was shocked by. Uh, Ovechkin has now scored multiple goals in three straight games. Yep. He's got eight in three games. This is the first time in his career he has done that. Which is crazy because he's had back-to-back hat tricks. And he's, yeah. he's, and he's at almost 700 goals. You would think that maybe once or twice over his career he's had done it. He hasn't. But uh, Ovechkin, he's going to be a 50-goal scorer again this year. He's got, what, 33, 34 on the season. Another fantastic year for Alex the Great. So Edmonton has 57 points in 49 games. It looks like Calgary will have 57, but in 50 games. Arizona has 57 points in 51 games. So that's why Edmonton's going to be classified the best of that bunch. Vancouver plays later against San Jose, and uh, Vegas is playing Montreal tonight. So we'll see what happens with those games. It's going to be a, a, a fun race. The Oilers still have three games against Calgary, another game against Arizona, three games against Vegas, so there's going to be a lot of jockeying for for position, and the Oilers are going to jump right in out of the break. Calgary, St. Louis, Calgary, Arizona. Those will be the first four games coming back. So, so they're right in it. They're playing well lately. Uh, you know, still getting good special teams. The goaltending has stepped up, and as we were talking about with Yamamoto, there's been a little more depth scoring. One depth guy who came through tonight. How about four points? For Riley Sheehan, let's hear from him, courtesy GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices, gcldiesel.com. So everybody was looking up the last time you had a, a three-point game and uh, discovered that's your first. That, that has to feel pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was a fun game, kind of one of those games where you're getting the bounces and the puck feels good on your stick. So uh, I thought we played a good game. and. Um, I thought our line did a good job playing in the O-zone and creating some chances, and we are always around the net. One of those games where, you know, you get this break around the corner, everybody's trying to stay focused, but maybe a night where details matter and, and you guys seem to take care of those in your line specifically? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, just in general for our, our game, we we got to be detail-oriented in order to win, and especially with the break coming up. You can kind of lose your focus and look forward to the couple days off we have but um, I thought we did a good job and staying composed and uh, some good communication between periods and fixing things and uh, all in all I think it was a complete game. Six one heading into the break maybe playing your best hockey of the year do you how do you view this break now is it interrupting your, your mojo or are you looking forward to the time off? I think the guys are looking forward to it I mean um, you, you have a good point I mean uh, I think it's just a matter of focus for us when we come back and, and while we're on break not getting too crazy and um, staying composed and remembering we got a lot of important hockey uh, coming up. 
what, what about Josh Archibald? I mean, he's played pretty well in those two games. So obviously, he had a stint a little bit before with McDavid. I know his goal today was shorthanded, but what what have you found in the last little while for him that has allowed him to be a little bit more uh, potent offensively? Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's definitely playing with a lot of confidence, and I mean, he's so energetic out there, and he creates so many uh, so many battles and uh, and turns the puck over a ton. So when he does that, and then uh, like you saw in his goal tonight, he's got a lot of skill. He can. Um, he can mix that in too. So he's a complete player and does a lot for us uh, out there. Riley Shane as the Oilers win 7-3 over the Arizona Coyotes. That means a $175 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous, courtesy Ascendant Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascendant Financial. Visit CoveredAlberta.ca. And not, as you heard in the interview, not only is this Shane's first four-point game, it was a career high before that because he'd never had a three-point game. He also went 11 out of 15 for 73% in the face-off circle. Dreisaitl wins 12 out of 22 draws for 55%. Darnell Nurse plays 23-49 and is plus 5. Ethan Bear, just over 23 minutes, he's plus 4. And on the opposite side of the, the ice rink, uh, when one player or one team has players that are plus 3, plus 4, plus 5, that means some bad things happen on the other side. Taylor Hall and Ekman Larson both minus five tonight in this game so that's a tough one on the the plus minus and a tough night for a number of Arizona Coyotes the Coyotes did go two for four on the power play but gave up a shorthanded goal Oilers one for four with the man advantage tonight Mike Smith the win 27 saves Ranta starts only made 12 saves on 18 shots Aiden Hill stopped all eight shots he faced in the third period though the Oilers did get an empty netter from Riley Shan. The Arizona Coyotes are coached by Rick Tockett. Here he is, courtesy BDO, First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, License Insolvency Trustees. I don't want to spend too, time dwell, too much time dwelling on this game, but can you go all the way back to the start, the need to have everybody pulling on the same rope in the same direction? Do you think you have that early? Well, it's a couple of mistakes. I mean, they had 10 shots, they had five goals. I mean, you know, they're in your net, back of your net. Uh, some are preventable. Um, a couple of uh, mismanaged pucks mm -hmm. from a couple of people. Um, you know, obviously, a couple of saves here that you want, and it's all of a sudden you're chasing the game. It's tough to chase a game when you're down three, four, nothing. The last few games going into the break, we talked about it before the game, but maybe now the lessons learned coming out of the break. This is going to be a sprint where every game is going to have this sense. Of yeah, 31 games left. We need this break. We got we got some individuals going here. We know it, but uh, you know it's been a. You know, we're happy uh, with the effort for the most part. This month has been a little bit inconsistent. Um, some players have to understand it's hard to win in this league and you got to be consistent. And that's something that this nine days, you know, make sure you stay in shape, get your mind right. That's a lot of uh, mental part of this break is make sure you get your mind right. How big will the understanding and the execution of goaltending being really the backbone of your team coming out of this break, getting a strong and healthy Darcy Kemper back? Every team can say you need goaltending to win this league, you know. Then Kemp's comes back, you know, but I don't know when he's going to come back. You know, Rance is capable, Hill's capable, you know. Uh, we have some other individuals that are capable, so you know, there's more from everybody. All right, that's Rick Tockett, coach of the Coyotes, and yeah, they're slumping a little bit lately. Just one four and one in their last six. The Oilers are six one and one in their last eight. Seven three, Edmonton takes it this afternoon. Ready for your feedback? You can call or text. Same number for both. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You're listening to Overtime Open Line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Live. 
Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Dry to Yamamoto, three on two. Bear, cross, one time. Here come the Coyotes. Wrist shot to kick save on step on by Mike Smith. That was a good stop through traffic by Smith. Another good outing for Mike Smith. He's won his last five starts. That's the save of the game, courtesy Jiffy Lube, B.Y.'s Winter Rise. We will also name Mike Smith the fourth star of the game for West Point of Windermere, a private estate lot only community just off Terwilliger Drive. Visit whiteeaglehomes.ca. 7-3 the final. Oilers over the Coyotes. Shan, a goal and three assists. Connor McDavid scores twice as the Oilers improve to 26 18 and 5 on the season. 780-496-0063. My goodness. He's probably ready for the bye week with a nice bottle or two of red wine. It is our buddy JP on the line. JP, thanks a lot for calling. Oh, Henry, sorry, thank you very much for taking me call. I'm going to keep it short and sweet tonight and get down to Black Park straight out again. What a game for the Xi'an and for the Oshi Ball. I'm so impressed with these two guys. Couldn't happen to a better two guys tonight. What a great game for them, both. And now I'm sitting back. I will rest me body. Not I'm going to drink. I'm going to drink. I'm going to phone me boss and tell him I'm not coming in on uh, the 30s. Because Wednesday the 29th, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to watch gas. Run wild like Okalmania. I can't wait for that night. It's 2020. And Rob, I still do not have your autograph. Thank you, you guys. All right. Thanks, JP. I... I... First of all, I, I'm going to have to get some brass tacks just for his phone calls. And I do love how if a player has a good name, JP gives him the title V. The Archibald. <laughs> the Shane. He's entertaining. I mean, he should come, come watch well, us do our show. Well, you give him an autograph. I would. He come, he could, there's a seat right here. He can come sit beside me. It's, not like, you're, with it's him. not like you're denying him an autograph. <laughs> it's not like you're actively saying, I won't sign for you. Not you yet. You would sign. Not yet. But no, he's, he should come sit with us. He can do his phone call from right here, right in, in Studio 99. He could. He, uh, he could. Uh, Oilers win uh, 7-3. This texture, oh, you're going to love this one, Rob. Any chance Taylor Hall gets traded again before the deadline if Arizona continues to slump? That's actually a very good question. I mean, in all honesty, if they were to slump and fall out of the race, and what is it, 13, they'll have 13 to 17 games probably between now and, and the deadline. Uh, you know what? I haven't really thought about it. If they do fall out of it, and I guess they probably have They'd had... They'd have to really fall out of it. They would have to, but, I mean, the, the, the run they're on right now is not good. I Now, I don't believe they're going to fall out of it, but if they did, then they would seriously have to consider it because they, there's no uh, for sure that he's re-signing there, and I think that'd be something that they would talk to him about before anything happened at the deadline, but, yeah, I think that's a possibility if... And that's a big if sure. Arizona is out of the playoff race at that time. All right, 780-496-0063. We have Ryan standing by. Oilers take it 7-3 over the Coyotes. Ryan, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hi, I was at the game tonight, and a uh, couple things. One to point out, Rantanen had five scored on him with nine shots, and Tockett didn't pull him. I found that very interesting. I didn't make a goalie switch till the third period. Um, question for you guys, and then I'm going to hang up. Uh, Caleb Jones last week signed the big contract. He said the coaches want him to focus on his defensive game more than his offensive game. 
I know Ethan Bear's a similar player, and is the message different for Ethan Bear because we've seen him explode offensively, and the coaches don't have the handcuffs on him. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Because I think Caleb Jones is a, is a very offensive player. Thanks. I, I think Bear has more of an offensive uh, pedigree than Jones. Well, and I think Bear's better defensively too. So when you're better defensively, you're given more rope. You're allowed to do more things offensively because they're not so worried. If you're not, if the coaches aren't comfortable with what you're doing defensively, well, they're not going to say, all right, here, take off, jump up in the play all you want because there's this defensive part is what you have to work on. As for not pulling the goalie, I, I said it right after the game with Bob. I think he wasn't pulled simply because uh, they. it's just his first game back. They wanted him to feel pucks. They wanted to get some game time in. So they were hoping that he would find his game as they need him. Uh, Hill, the guy that came in eventually late in the... Th- or came in in the came third period. The third, yeah. He's 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 their third stringer. They're not going to make a playoff push with Hill as their goalie. They need Rantis, so I, I I would have pulled him after the first. And had he not just come back from injury, I think Talkett would have pulled him after the first as well. But they wanted him to get some game action. And you know you know Jones didn't get. He got a two-year contract for eight hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. So I think that shows you where the Oilers see him. Yep. And, you know, he, I don't think he was in a position that where he's going to push for a whole bunch more. No, he was drafted a little bit higher than Bear. He was drafted 117th. Bear was drafted 124th. Same draft year. They were in McDavid's draft in 2015. You know, Bear had some really exceptional offensive seasons. He did win WHL Defenseman of the Year. So maybe by draft position, I, I, I think Jones was maybe seen as a little bit better all-round defenseman when they were drafted. And Bear was maybe this guy could get a lot of points. But Bear, I mean, Bear legitimately passed Jones in camp. And I think Bear just has a little extra dimension, too, with puck moving and making plays in tight spaces. Well, first, I mean, nobody's looking at draft position anymore. Now it's based on what you've done in the minors, what you've done this season, what you did at training camp. And Bear was better. He was better in all those aspects. Uh, Will Jones eventually get there? The hope that he... Will is there. I mean, obviously, you give him two more years, you're hoping he's going to be a steady player on your team. Uh, but you can, all you have to do is watch a game, see the confidence that Bear plays without there, and see a little bit of indecision in Jones' game. So that's, that's natural. Jones is still trying to find his way at the National Hockey League level. Uh, but ha- having said that, he's acquitted himself quite well. He's not getting the minutes Bear is getting, but this is a team that's on a bit of a run and Jones has been playing on this run. So uh, he's done enough that warranted a, a new deal that shows he's part of the Oilers' future and allows the Oilers to make decisions uh, with depth in their pocket. So when they start deciding what they want to do at the deadline, what they want to do at the trade, trade or the, the summer draft, what they want to do in the summer with buyouts or bu- trading players or something, they know that they've got depth players now that can play at the National Hockey League level. Oilers take it 7-3 over the Coyotes. Chris from Phoenix is next on the open line. We are looking for someone to finish the play as well. 780-496-0063. Quick news and weather update. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Josh Archibald has a shorthanded breakaway. Waits, shoots, and scores. 
Archibald with the deke, and he beats Antti Ranta five-hole. And playing against his former club, he's given Edmonton a 1-0 lead. That got it rolling tonight, 3.56 into the first period. The Oilers score a 7-7-3 win over the Arizona Coyotes. Archibald, the goal and two assists. Riley Shane had a goal and uh, three assists. So we're talking a little more about the depth guys getting on the score sheet this afternoon. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, live in Studio 99. You can get us at 780-496-0063. That's the number to both call and text. Uh, Brian making a good point. He says, uh, Arizona is not done yet. When the Oilers' goaltending was bad, I wrote them off too. You can't make too much of this win. And, I mean, that's fair enough. So many ups and downs during the season. No, I, I agree. I, I, I think, and we talked about it, Ranta wasn't good. He's not their starter. This is a team that's got a, a great goalie in Kemper who's been out for a while. I don't know when they're back. They talked, Rick Talka talked afterwards when someone mentioned getting Kemper back. He says, yeah, we still don't know when that is. This is a different team when they have goaltending. I don't think this was a 7-3 hockey game. Uh, I, I think this would have been closer had the Coyotes got a save in, in the first period or, or in the second period for that matter. So I don't think anyone's writing off. I think we were just, someone asked a question about if they fell out, would Taylor Hall be in play? And I think, yeah, he probably would be. If they fell out, I don't think they will fall out. I think they're, they're a pretty good hockey club that when they get their number one goalie back will be a playoff caliber team and they should be fighting it out with the rest of the teams in the Pacific Division for the Pacific Division title. All right, get back to the phone lines in a second here, but first let's bounce down to the Hall of Fame room. Oilers head coach Dave Tippett, courtesy of GCL Diesel, genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices, gcldiesel.com. So can you decline the All-Star break? <laughs> yeah. No, anytime you can get a break, we'll take it, but uh, it's a good feeling going into the break. We've had a good run here uh, since after that first game of Christmas, so it's been a good uh, good part of the schedule for us. Good the way we played is is pretty good, so the guys will get a break and come out of it, and we're right into the stretch drive. And we know that every game is ultra important, so the rest will do us good. Can you discuss the uh, uh, putting together that second line with Yamamoto and 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 what that's meant? Well, it's just really balanced us out, you know. Uh, Yamamoto's come up and he's a good player, makes plays. Leon likes playing with them. Uh, the switch from Nuge up there has given us, a, you know, it's given us a, a harder look to match up against than just having Connor and Leon on the same line. Uh, both of those guys are driving lines, and then our bottom six has played well. Like Sheehan's line was a real good line for us tonight. So it's just a, it's it's added a balance to our group that that we were looking looking for early in the year and we didn't have and now we seem to have found a, a pretty good mix there Dave you got uh, your last two games you beat Nashville and you beat Arizona two teams that have always given this franchise a ton of trouble you were in Arizona so you would know that uh, are you can we say that you guys are figuring out a, a uh, I, know what? play against them it's hard to say like I don't want to I'm not sure what happened in the past or why it was not good in the past I, I mean, in Arizona, we did some things that we thought we had to do to beat this team. But I like the way our team was playing. Like, like we came out with purpose tonight. We came out with, we knew we had to play well this game going into the break. Um, you know, I like the way we checked our gaps on our D were pretty good. I mean, there was things that we did in the game that uh, our group has been talking about here that are our keys to 
to us playing well, and we've done a pretty good job at them. And tonight was a good example. We, you know, we got pucks at the net. We and any time that there was a little bit of momentum, we seemed to be able to squelch it and, and drag it back. And our power play got us a big goal at the start of the second. So it's there, we're doing some things in the game that I think are building our confidence on how to win. Now we still got some ways to go. Like there's. But I like the balance in our group. I like the mindset of our group. And it was maybe, I don't know, so out of the 60 minutes, maybe where there's 40 that you'd say are good. Once it gets, the score gets out of hand a little bit, it gets a little sloppy. But even then, I like the way we kind of manage the game. Uh, Dave, is this the best stretch uh, that you think you've seen from Shahan and Archibald this season? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not on the same line right now. But not, not just those two, but our bottom our bottom six guys but like I say that's that's been a big help to our balance also it's just not the we added a second line that we think it can chip in offensively because our bottom six has chipped in offensively too so it's just a matter of them them getting more comfortable in their role and and uh, just a belief in our whole group of what we're trying to do so uh, Sheehan's been good Archie's been good Nygaard's speed has been good for us um you know, Chason's coming out of those bottom lines has given us uh, some good minutes and some good minutes on the power play also. So it's the forward part of it is, uh, you know, it's been a good stretch for us. And the one guy, I guess you didn't mention, is Sam Gagne, who's yeah. up and down the lineup and yeah, he, nice for him to get on the board too. No, it gets. it's good to see those guys get rewarded because there's sometimes when as as much as they want to contribute, they don't get the opportunity to. So... Sam's played the last few games here and, and played well for us, so that's it's good to see him get rewarded for that. You mentioned the word confidence. Can you just expound on how much that means, both individually and as a team? Well, I always talk about confidence is earned, right? Can't just say I'm confident or not confident. You got to earn it, and you earn it by putting the work in, doing little things right, and by winning. That's how you get confident by winning. But the confidence is built through the process you go through to win. And that's what our players are doing right now. It's, you know, each individual, they can feel good about what they're doing, playing with the puck, or they get some points or whatever. But ultimately, your team has a confidence when they win. And if you play well enough to win and do little things right to win, you earn that confidence. Dave, the, the Pacific is really tight. The Canadians yeah. are all in a group. Uh, you come back with two against Calgary in your first three games. Yeah. Just take us forward a little bit as to what kind of race we're going to see down the stretch here. Well, it's not going to just be uh, decided. And, you know, you got Calgary twice, you got St. Louis, and you got Arizona in there. It's not going to be decided in that week. It's going to go right through. Um, that's why the Terry makes a good point. Maybe it would be nice to keep playing, but ultimately you're going to need the rest. Come a month from now, you're going to look back and say, we're glad we had that rest because every game is going to have a ton of meaning in it and they'll be competitive, and that's what's fun about it right now. It's fun as a player, you're in those and you're just geared up every game, and it's fun as a coach to get in those games and see where your team can get go get to. So the stretch run is uh, we put ourselves in position to be part of it. Now we have to jump in with both feet and, and see what we can do. All right, that is Dave Tippett, head coach of the Edmonton Oilers after their 7-3 win over the Arizona Coyotes this afternoon at Rogers Place. Just getting a couple of questions trickling in about Oscar Clefbaum. Missed about the last, what, four or five minutes of the second period. He did play in the third. Hey, he did. Uh, he took a slap shot one timer off. It looked like somewhere in his hand area, his left hand, he went straight off the ice, down the runway to the dressing room, but he came out and played the whole third period. Didn't look 
Still played 20 wear, minutes, so. 37 seconds. Well, which is about six For him, minutes. A bit of a yeah, that's, night, that's but, a, uh, well, when you have a 7-3 lead, you can make sure everyone gets a little bit more ice time and your stars get a little bit less. 780-496-0063. We have Chris from Phoenix calling in. Chris, what's going on? To quote my favorite show, Letter Kenny, to be fair, uh, Bear has uh, actually surpassed a lot of, uh, of our defense, not just uh, Jones. I'm actually, uh, I was actually thrilled to see get extended. I think Jones has all, all the talent uh, to be uh, a better than a bottom pairing defenseman. Uh, so so if, he, uh, if he remains on the bottom pair, uh, we're, we're actually doing pretty good with his, with his skill set. So I'm happy. Uh, I don't understand what's going on with the uh, with the Pacific Division uh, All Star Game. I don't I don't see how Tippett gets a snub. Like Tippett, we've been in first place out of all the teams in the Pacific. We've been uh, either tied or or in, in first by ourselves for the most out of all the teams. I don't get how he doesn't get any love. He it's it's little, as of uh, it's as yeah. of whatever date they pick the coach. Yeah, to me that's that's just a little crock. I think I think Tip has done a, a fabulous job with this team. I don't care what anybody says about us having the top end talent uh, is, is primarily the reason. But lately, it's been it's been the bottom half of our of our lineup that has shown up every, gu- every I, single game. I can guarantee you, with a with pretty good certainty, that Dave Tippett would prefer to have the time off, anyways. That's true. Um, <laughs> I, I, now, my my other comments. Uh, you guys remember when I first called in when uh, the call got scared and I was excited and I said I told everybody to that I have uh, the ultimate faith in Holland and I've given up the benefit of the doubt for his his track record. I don't understand the hate that he is receiving uh, on social media for uh, for this whole casting situation. Um, let, let's just look at the raw number of the Oilers. We're, we're tied for first in the Pacific. Um, two of our superstars right now are... Are one and two and sorry, scoring. Sorry, Chris. Our bottom, our Chris, we, uh, I think we know those. What hate is Holland receiving for Zach Cassian for the suspension? Uh, there, there's a rumor out there that the deal is close to being done. It's looking at being $3.25 million per for a four-year contract. Um, and and there's, there's some hate out there, on, on, especially on Twitter. Well, um, I mean, what, I mean honestly, years. once the contract is signed, then we'll discuss it. I mean, you can but see, not to... My, my not Sorry, go but, ahead. Yeah. My argument for for Holland is, I don't see how any of us Oilers fans could have any anything but admiration for this for this man. He hired uh, a, a fantastic coach in Tippett. He fixed our bottom six, which was atrocious for about a decade. Our penalty kill was was just as bad for about five or six years, and now we're running in the top five. Our penalty kill is has been running, I think, in over thirty percent the entire year. And, and regardless what uh, what some of the experts say for two years, we've had a good power play. I think our power play over the last years has been a little bit overrated. This year is the first year to me that we've actually had a fantastic power play. Um, it's just I don't, I don't understand. And and, and and I see Holland. He's going to make a tweak here and there. Um, the one thing that I want to see is is I'm not seeing Larson here long term. Oh, there, there's been some chatter that uh, you know we're we're looking at the forwards from uh, from Toronto. I don't know how how significant that is. I would not mind a couple of deals here uh, by Dave Larson. He can somehow squeeze Kapanen and then Batten Batten out of New Jersey up there. But All uh, right. we're in first Chris, place. And let's 
Thanks, buddy. Yeah, we're going to run. Thanks a lot for calling. 780-496-0063. Oilers win 7-3 over the uh, Arizona Coyotes. We also have Burke on the line, who's going to be our uh, finish the play contestant this evening. Uh, Burke, do you, do you have a comment or question, or just want to dive into the contest? Well, I was just uh, listening to the game off and on. I mean, I took my daughter swimming at Commonwealth earlier, but... Uh, I mean, I'm just here to take a guess, I guess. And uh, I love it that the Oilers won today. We really needed the win. Okay, good man. We're going to finish the play. You already have up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking, the best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online, jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as five ninety eight per day with the promo code CHED. Try a little bit of two-on-one. He's got Yamamoto. He'll take it himself. To the net. Back. Oh, I my goodness. A, I I don't know, jeez. Uh, I think what? it's I think a is. I think it's a Drysital chance. What's the question? So did Drysital score today? Uh, no, he didn't. I okay. know that. I'm pretty sure Yamamoto scored. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to give it to you. Your name goes into the grand prize draw for one hour fast track indoor karting, valued at a thousand bucks. Safe adrenaline pumping fun. Fast track karting Edmonton. Dot com. Oilers win. Seven three. We got to call a quick timeout. Overtime open line, courtesy Hartland Ford. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The Oilers go into their bye week on a winning note, 7-3 this afternoon over the Arizona Coyotes. Tough day for Arizona. They trailed 5-0 before the game was 25 minutes old. Let's hear from Oliver ekman Larson, courtesy BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. Oliver, you and I talked before the game about the need to have everybody pulling on the same rope today. How did this game get away? I thought we came out uh, slow uh, from the beginning and, and then a couple, couple bad goals and stuff like that. And I mean, obviously, um, we have been struggling a little bit when, when we don't feel 100% and, and don't have our legs, but we got to find ways to to stick around in the games and, and find ways to, to get points out of it. And, and so it's uh, it's a tough one. They, they, they wanted a little bit more uh, today. These games going into the break, we were talking about they had to have the look and feel of playoff games and the need to make big plays in those games. And clearly you weren't hitting on all those cylinders. So how do you come out of the break when you're going to be in a sprint? Obviously, I thought uh, we did a good job putting us in a good spot uh, here before the break. Uh, so uh, it's going to be nice with the break and, and rest up a little bit and, and, and get back. I mean, it's not going to. I mean, it's going to take a lot of hard work uh, the last uh, 31 games, and, and we know that. And, and uh, like I said, we're in a good spot still. Um, it's just a matter of. Um, keep winning hockey games and keep getting better uh, and uh, that's what we're going to focus on when we get back after the break so Arizona falls to 26-20 and 5 the Oilers go to 26-18 and 5 Tony's on the line Tony thanks a lot for calling go ahead how's it going boys good so I got three questions for both you guys if you guys can both answer it'd be great first one is um, what do we do with Yamamoto because I know after 10 games in the NHL that if you're still on the team that you're Entry level goes, you know. No, no, that's down. not that's not a concern anymore. He's fine. Oh. What's your second question? Um, so as you, uh, the other caller call about the fact that Edmonton is looking for a top six forward and names that have been thrown out are 
Kasperi Kapanen and Andreas Johansson from Toronto. I want to know what are the chances that maybe Holland does do something like that. And um, I just want to know, like, what's the situation going on with Benning? Uh, well, Benning should be back after the break. If not the first game, I would think pretty quickly after the break. I think they, with Benning, they saw the fact that they had this long break. Why push him back too soon? Why not let him get uh, fully healed, get full practices in, and come back ready for a stretch drive? As for what Holland's going to do trade-wise over the next three weeks, what the Oilers do will dictate how aggressive... Ken Holland gets in at the trade deadline. I would think if it if they get a forward, it'd be somebody who could at least play center, or or if not even a dedicated center. Yeah, probably, but, but, probably I, the preference. I'm sure, but there, I'm sure there's a lot of teams looking for that too. Quickly what from Alice here on the text line, she says maybe you guys have talked about it, but why is Neil, who doesn't play well five on five, playing on the top line when you could maybe put Archibald and Cassian with McDavid? Would Neil not be more effective on the third line? Well, both Archibald and Cassian are right-handed. They're both right wingers, so. I, I, Neil's a lefty, and he's going to play there until they find a, a left-handed shot that can, can do it better. But I think they want Archibald playing with Shea, and they like that line. They need an effective third line, and Archibald has done well with McDavid, but I think he, his comfort zone is playing with Shea, and they've been very good together as of late. All right, so the Oilers win 7-3 over the Coyotes. You can get more on 630Ched.com globalnews.ca. At the moment, the Oilers are first in the Pacific Division. We'll see if that lasts, as there are a couple of games coming up tonight involving Vancouver and Vegas, and Vegas does not have their break, their bye week, until after the All-Star break, so they'll play a couple of times while the Oilers are getting a rest. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place, and also to Angie Quinnell, our studio operator back at 630Ched.com. Brendan Escott and Scott Johnson bringing you the post-game audio from the two dressing rooms this afternoon. 7-3, the Oilers take it over the Coyotes. Oilers hockey is presented by World of Spas. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. We've been live in Studio 99. Next game, the 29th Battle of Alberta here at Rogers Place. 6 o'clock face-off show. Puck will drop at 8. Have a great weekend.